You're listening to The Soul's Way Podcast. This is your host, Emily Ann Brandt. I'm an author, a speaker, a mentor, and I help individuals align with their soul and create the ripple effect that they came here to create. Are you ready to manifest your best life the soul's way? If so, you're in the right place and you're definitely here for a reason. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Soul's Way podcast. So excited to sit down finally and ungroup, ungroup, regroup, unpack what just happened in Colombia. So many of you are so eager to hear about my trip to Colombia. It was a spiritual business retreat for female CEOs uh, with one of my mentors, Shoshana Raven, and I was there in Santa Marta, Colombia, at what they call the heart of the world, the heart of the earth, literally at the base of um, the Tirona National Park and the Caribbean Sea. And we were on this private, gorgeous, eco-luxury resort that does such a good job of honoring the land, honoring the local indigenous people, and just respecting the earth and Ah, so good. Such an amazing location and amazing experience. So you all have been dying to hear more about it. And I have a lot of takeaways too from the retreat, from just the experience of it. I've grown in so many ways and I feel like a lot of these takeaways will benefit you as well. So I wanted to share. But first to give you some context. So like I said, This was a spiritual business retreat for, I think there was 13 of us, 13 women plus our mentor who was obviously leading the retreat, just to come together, have in-person masterminding every single day. We got to do a mini brand photo shoot with um, the photographer that came with us, which was, she was amazing. It was so cool. That alone was such a great value too. And And then we did things to push us outside of our comfort zones and live in a brave way, which is what, you know, this mentor is all about, what I'm all about, always living with an open heart, trying new things and getting uncomfortable because there is so much growth in that. So we did things like horseback riding, uh, you know, during the sunset along the beach, which was so cool also a little bit scary. I'm, I'm not a super experienced horseback rider, but I picked a, a nice, chill, slow horse. I asked for a slow horse and it was very chill. My legs were very sore though, because it was a two hour horseback ride. But that was just an incredible experience to be on literally the Caribbean Sea as the massive sun was setting over the mountains. Mountains are like my favorite thing ever. Um, Even in my human design chart, it says my ideal environment is mountains. They just give me so much perspective. They remind me of like the greatness of life and how we are part of that beauty and that greatness. And so it was just an unreal, surreal experience for sure. And we did things like river tubing, which is not as scary as it sounds, very gentle, lazy river style, but that ended up including a hike that I was not prepared for, that we were not told we were gonna be doing. So we were doing that in flip-flops. That was very, very painful, but uh, I got blisters all over my feet. But that in itself came with some beautiful lessons and uh, yeah, 
so many cool experiences. Yoga, um, meditation. We did an indigenous healing ceremony on one of the last uh, days, which was really cool. Sister circles, bonfires, hanging out in the pool, which was all just for us. The whole resort was just for us. There was access to a private beach just for us. There was a spa that we could, um, you know, access as well. (sighs) It was amazing. I got two massages. Such a cool experience. And I knew, so some of you know that before the trip, I was really like, really wanting to go. My intuition was screaming at me that I was meant to be there. It was so aligned. The opportunities just aligned so well. I ended up getting offered an amazing um, deal to be able to go. And the timing worked out perfectly with another opportunity that I'm that I have going on right now. The timing just like reformed. Everything basically reformed around this trip. And it just felt like, wow, this is so aligned. I cannot go. But there was resistance because it's, for one... I, you know, I had to take two flights to get there. I had to do COVID testing, all the things, so much extra layers of complication. I have not traveled yet during the pandemic and like obviously flying solo, just meeting people there that I have never met in person. Most of them had never even met online because they're in a different program than me. And these are higher level, like these, most of the women are in, um, my mentor's leadership mastermind so they are like multiple six-figure entrepreneurs and so that was like a little I guess a little intimidating but mostly exciting to me and anyway but I hadn't met anyone so it was like solo travel it's Colombia you know there's all these warnings on the travel websites about like kidnapping and crimes and you know don't even have your cell phone on you or any electronics because it'll get snatched and stolen and like there's just like so much fear obviously and like traveling solo as a woman is something I don't do a lot I've only flown by myself once or twice um, and I was meeting people right at the airport so so I had to overcome that fear and then there was you know my family was worried about me Derek was worried about the money and like me you know putting this on credit card and we had some disagreements around that, but I just could not ignore it. My intuition was just wouldn't let me let it go. It was on my mind constantly. And the space was still there. Like somehow it did not sell out, even though it was at a price point that was like, oh my gosh, incredible. Um, Why wouldn't it fill? But I knew that spot was meant to be mine. And so I finally just said, you know, like a couple of weeks before the retreat, I was like, okay, screw it. I can't, I'm sorry. I can't get it off my mind. I said to my husband and he was like, okay, just go and figure it out. And so I said, yes. And I went and I am so happy. I did absolutely. I think a lot of the changes, like life-changing, um, truly life-changing just to be in the room with the incredible women I was able to meet, to be in so much like so in mother nature, I mean, constantly had my feet in the sand or in the grass or in the dirt, slept with the bugs. <laughs> we had like bugs and iguanas and frogs in our room, <laughs> even though it was a pretty like luxury resort. That was the one thing that was like quite uncomfortable. There was lots of, lots of nature, even in the rooms. So I slept very lightly because of the critters and stuff, but 
just so much time in nature. It's never not going to be healing for your soul and so good for you, right? So that and then being in the room, being mentored every day, having these amazing conversations, being expanded, seeing the way that other people see me. So much has come out of this that I'm still actually, I feel like more is even to come, like more shifts are to come, even more is going to be integrated and it's not even like fully landed in my body yet, but I'm going to share with you what has landed and what, what I already noticed even while I was on the trip that shifted and healed. So obviously I know as you're listening to this, you're going to be like, oh, I need to do a retreat. Um, and I highly recommend if you ever get the chance to do a retreat, I would love to host one. I would love to host one at this location, actually. It's just retreats are a lot of logistics and a lot of um, work. And so if I, when I host one, I know I will host one, I will need to have a team member or Derek or someone helping me with all the logistics because there was multiple team members helping my mentor with that part of things. But anyway, they are well worth it. And if you ever get the opportunity to do one, definitely, definitely go. The power of sisterhood in person is so like potent. I can't even explain. And I already knew the power of sisterhood. I've already been in women's circles and groups and things for years, but mostly online. And to do it in person intensively for a week is just so next level. So definitely go if you get the opportunity to go anywhere in person sisterhood. So, so game changing. And I think we all have sister wounds that we can heal, right? Friendship wounds. Um, So much can come up when we're around other women and we can get triggered and things can happen. So right away, (laughs) as I was on the shuttle to from, so the first night we all stayed, most of us stayed in a hotel near the airport where we flew into because from the airport to the resort was a five hour shuttle ride. So if I decided to go straight from the airport to the resort, it would have been two flights with a layover, right? And then a five hour shuttle ride. And the whole day would just be filled with travel. I'd get there like at night probably. So most people did fly into the Cartagena. And then we got a beautiful hotel room in Cartagena right near the airport. Like pretty close drive, 15 minute drive from the airport. And we stayed there one night. And then the shuttle came for us. Those of us who were staying at that hotel came for a bunch of us at 8 in the morning the next day. And then took us to our resort. So we got to the resort by like noon or 1 o'clock which was perfect. And on at the hotel, you know, we met up. Um, I met, at, I actually ended up being on the same flight as one person who was on the trip. And we were in a group chat. So we were able to kind of identify each other on the flight. And then I, I took a cab with her to our hotel. Um, she was actually staying at a different hotel, but we still took a cab together. And then um, she introduced me to the other girls. So a lot of the girls already knew each other from a previous retreat or from this leadership mastermind that they were all in. And I only knew one girl, one other girl who was going to be there and she wasn't there yet. She was from my mastermind group that I'm in. And so lots of new people to me. They already seem to know each other really well. They're very outgoing. They're very confident. They're very beautiful. And I know that they are like, six multiple six-figure entrepreneurs but I do my best to you know be brave be outgoing and I you know have some great conversations with some of them right off the bat in the first day and everybody is so sweet and welcoming and everything and then we the next day we get picked up by the shuttle 
Um, and I think that's really when it started kicking in for me, where I noticed on the shuttle, everyone was so eager to talk to each other. They were so chatty, so excited, connecting so deeply already. And the conversation was just like nonstop. And I'm not a person who can like really insert myself into conversation when it's so busy like that. Like I need to, I need to wait for like a clear pause or for someone to ask me like, Emily, what do you think? Um, otherwise, like I can't, I couldn't get a word in edgewise basically because <laughs> these amazing bubbly women were, were super chatty and excited. And I would try to like add things in and nod along, but it just seemed like it was getting lost. And I and I'm, my voice is naturally like more quiet and I do have like a shy, a more shy tendency, which many of you don't know this about me because you wouldn't think I'm shy from listening to my podcast or from like just knowing my online personality, but in person, especially in group settings, I'm quite reserved. And that's like, I think because of my indigenous heritage, that's like, that's just how we are. We're more reserved. We take longer to open up to people. We like to take our time and let people get to know us and get to know them and hear each other's stories. And you don't just jump in on day one with like sharing your whole life story with someone typically, um, unless if I were given that space and I were asked, then I would. But I felt myself hearing all these amazing conversations and wanting to be a part of them, but not like feeling like unheard and not able to like, you know, get my voice in there so then I felt myself like turtling and retracting and getting small and I was like okay I'm just gonna put my headphones on and chill for a second because this is overwhelming me and so I started staring out the window and putting my headphones on and I was like just trying not to cry honestly I I started to feel like not homesick the feeling wasn't homesick I wasn't like oh I wish I was home instead but I was like oh gosh, is this what it's going to be like all week? Am I going to feel left out all week? Am I going to feel like I'm too quiet? Do I fit in here? Can I fit in with this group of loud, powerhouse, strong, confident, like white white women, right? Like primarily white women. And here I am, this more like reserved indigenous person who's a little bit, you know, it take longer to open up. What if five days is not enough for me to open up? Or what if I never get the chill? What if no one even hears me and I can't, I'm and it's like this all week and I can't get a word in, and all this fear started coming up. So I was really like just trying not to cry for a lot of the shuttle ride, honestly. And I was like, wow, okay, this is coming up already for me to work through. Like, do I belong here? And do I have a space at this table? Was I silly to claim a space at this table? And of course I knew like <laughs> you belong wherever you decide you belong and you get to take up space in your own way, wherever, you know, wherever you want to be. <sighs> but it was like, wow, is this going to, am I going to feel left out all week? That was the vibe. So then night one, we get there, we do yoga together um, in the afternoon to open our heart and to connect us to our bodies and to ground us. We, you know, we finally arrived at the resort after a long travel and the yoga was beautiful. I felt emotional during that as well. And I was proud of myself because the teacher asked, you know, does anyone have any injuries I should be aware of? And I put my hand up and I said, I don't have injuries, but I have a lot of physical limitations and I just have limited flexibility. So if you see me doing my own thing, that's just, I'm just doing what I can. And she was like, okay, perfect. And I was so proud of myself for saying that because the old me might've felt too embarrassed to say that. 
um, and or I might have pulled her aside privately and said that, but I just said it in front of the whole group. And that's the truth. I have titanium rods in my back. I have clubbed feet. I have Beal syndrome, which limits my joint mobility and my connective tissue. So yoga is, I do it in my own way, but it is a challenge for me. Um, like I can't even do downward dog, for example, because it's too hard on my wrists. So during that, I would just go into like child's pose or something else. So anyway, and then during yoga, the teacher, she was so beautiful, so awesome, so calming and grounding. She was talking about feeling connected, like feel your connection to your body and feel how amazing your body is. And I just felt so emotional because I was just so proud of myself for being willing to connect with my body and doing all of this, even though I have limitations. And the old, the old Emily might've like not even come on this retreat if she saw that yoga was on the itinerary, like, oh oh no, there's going to be yoga every day. I can't do it. So I'm not going to go. Or like, oh, there's a hike. There's going to be a hike one day. Oh, I can't go. Like, and I didn't, I didn't let those things hold me back. So I was just very proud. And then we had dinner. It was amazing. Oh my gosh. The food, (laughs) the food is like, I already knew I would love it because I love Colombian food, but the freshest, most delicious, most flavorful food every single day. I was in heaven <laughs> with these meals. And so we had our first dinner and then we had an opening um, circle after a little while after dinner. We had a, a bonfire. And this is where I feel more seen and heard when the opportunity comes for people to speak one by one. And instead of everyone just trying to talk all at once, I really need, I really learned that I really appreciate and I really need those spaces where um, a leader takes control and, and opens it up for hearing from people one by one. And I already kind of do that in my programs and stuff, but I think it's just reminding me even more of the way that some people operate and the way that I might want to invite everybody, you know, to speak. So, and make sure everybody feels seen and heard and held. So, we get an opportunity to share like what are your intentions for this retreat uh what is something you are leaving behind in cartagena or in the ocean like what is something you're leaving behind and anything else that feels vulnerable or important to share and so i shared that my intention is i'm just open to see what spirit has in store for me i just know that i'm meant to be here and the word i kept hearing was like portal like this is going to be such a portal that you're walking through even as soon as i sent the payment to be on this retreat it felt like, ooh, something's, or I can already feel a shift. And I was like, I don't know what, like, I don't have a specific intention. I'm just here to see what spirit has in store for me. And then um, something I was leaving behind, I told them, I'm like, so something was already coming up on the shuttle ride over here, (laughs) a trigger for me to work through. So that's fun. We already get a sister wound kind of coming up to deal, to, to deal with. And I, I said, honestly, I felt myself in this space with all these amazing outgoing confident women and I felt myself turtling up which I haven't really I haven't really done since like high school I was like what is this feeling I felt like that shy little teen girl again and I already know that I have inner teen healing to do so how perfect of course it gets triggered right away and um I said like I I've started to question do I can I fit in here am I gonna feel left out all week can I fit in with like you know 13 amazing and I was like sorry for generalizing but like white women 
and you know I'm indigenous and I'm more quiet at first and it takes me time to open up and they were just like wow thank you so much for sharing that is so inspiring and so brave and beautiful and you know since I shared that everyone was even more open and nice and made sure to go out of their way to bring me into conversations and to talk to me one-on-one and hear my story and um and I could tell it was because they wanted to like they genuinely were like oh I, I need to know more about you not like out of pity and everyone was just so genuinely sweet and this is why I'm saying sisterhood is so healing it really is so powerful and vulnerability is so powerful too when you open up to people. And then the other thing I said was for the vulnerable thing, if that wasn't already vulnerable enough, I said, honestly, like, I'm just really proud of myself. And I almost started crying during yoga because I do have a lot of physical limitations and the old me would have let that stop me from coming on the retreat. I have clubbed feet, scoliosis, Beal's syndrome, and which is a genetic condition that causes all of my, you know, connective tissue to be tight and joints to be tight and all of this stuff and the old me would have let that stop me from coming on this retreat but I didn't and I did the yoga and I did my best and I spoke up for myself and I'm just so proud of myself and I started crying and everybody was just like wow okay you get the gold you know gold stars five stars for bravery and they really appreciated me opening up and I'm so glad I did it on night one and I'm so glad that we had that safe space to be able to do that because I don't think I would have just like blurted that out at the dinner table. Do you know what I mean? So it really speaks to, you know, our mentor too, and how she created this balance of like fun social time, but then also these like more sacred spaces where we all get to have a chance to be seen and held and witnessed. So I shared with them those fears. And then I said, what I'm leaving behind is this idea that I can't fit in here because I'm indigenous or because I'm more quiet and more reserved because I get to belong wherever I decide to belong and I get to show up in a way that is genuine and authentic to me and I don't need to change who I am or how I show up in order to fit in anywhere. I get to be me. I get to open up in my own way. I get to operate in my own way and that's enough. And they were like, yes, that's so beautiful. So that was my first takeaway is like you don't have to, you know, change yourself to fit in if you know even if you're operating a little bit differently than other people you get to claim a seat at whatever table you want to be at you get to lead by example you if you don't see other people doing what you do or looking the way you look you get to go first you get to be the example and you belong because you belong to yourself you don't abandon yourself no matter what i've got me no matter what and i think that's what what got me through this I got me no matter what and I'm going to be myself and and of course you know it paid off I made so many amazing friends and connections and uh, sisterhood is amazing that was the biggest thing and the first thing and then the other thing was like a little bit I thought okay what's it going to be like I was excited I'm like what's it going to be like being around these like six and seven figure entrepreneurs you know multi six figures um entrepreneurs and the biggest lesson I learned is that they are literally the exact same as me and any of us at any point in the business journey the questions that were asked during coaching are the exact same questions that I asked at my very beginning of my journey 
that I asked in the middle of the journey that I ask now, the same fears, blocks, mindset, self-worth stuff comes up again and again and again, no matter what level, which I already knew, but to like see it firsthand, it was like, wow, okay, okay. That person's making, you know, 200,000 a year plus, And she is vulnerably sharing that she doesn't feel worthy of all the pleasure that's in her life and how well everything's going. And these are like the same things that come up at all different levels. And, you know, there was someone there who had signed multiple five, so five times $100,000 clients. So $100,000 package to work with her for the year. She'd signed like four or five of those clients. And she was dealing with like, some of them fell through and this happened and that happened and I'm feeling imposter syndrome and I'm feeling this and it was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) you still feel those things at that level? Yes, you do. And they are no different than, than me or than you. And even if, you know, we're at a different stage in our journey, the same fears and doubts, you know, follow you and they get to come with you and you get to welcome them to come with you because they never are going to fully go away but they're always going to be there to be your your teacher and to help you grow. So that was really cool. Um, there was also, I was also thankful for my own vulnerability and my own willingness to be open with everyone, especially on the day of our surprise hike. <laughs> so originally we were supposed to have a hiking day, and I told, I told the leaders of this retreat that I would probably not do the hiking day and just stay back at the resort and chill by the pool and journal. And there was so much to do at the resort. I wasn't worried about it. But they ended up taking it off the itinerary because we had so many other activities booked anyway. And and then one of the activities was river tubing, which we were were told, you know, pack a bag. We're going to get driven in like a 20-minute car ride or whatever. And we're going to get dropped off at this river where we literally are just going to get into a tube and lazy river, like float down this long river. We'll be in the sun, like wear your sun guard, wear your sunscreen, all of that bug spray. And so we were expecting to just get a, get a ride to this beach basically, and then hop into a tube. But when we got there, the guide was like, okay, so we're going to walk like 25 minutes, um, a little bit of a walk first. I'll give you a tour of this area. It's all like reserved for like, it's a nature conservation area. There's a lot of cool history and things to see with the local indigenous people, which is amazing. So cool that we got to do that. But we were all wearing flip-flops and bathing suits, and we were ready to just like get straight in the water. So we were not prepared for this 25-minute walk, which was so much longer than 25 minutes. It ended up being like an hour, and it was hike. Like it was rocky, dirt, uphill, downhill, so uneven, like definitely not flip-flop material. And I already have bad feet, so even with proper shoes on, this hike would have been a challenge for me. But I was wearing the worst, cheapest flip-flops, and I took them off a few times and just was like, screw it, if I step on something, I step on something. Like, there was rocks, there was bugs, there was scorpions, there was sticks, and I was just like, I just can't with these flip-flops. But I was like, surrender. This is a a lesson in surrender, right? I surrendered to the experience. I want to be here fully. This is an amazing opportunity. So many cool things to learn and see, especially about the indigenous um, people. We got to see this big rock that they use um, as a map and they also use to put their hands on and get energy from. So that was really cool. I was, you know, I put my hands on it and thanked the rock for 
I really felt its energy coming from it, which was so cool. And I thanked the people, the Kogi people, that's the local indigenous um, people there. Thanked them. And I did feel, you know, we got, I got to feel the energy and we got to see like real cocoa trees, you know, forming cocoa beans. We got to see this crazy tree. This was later on the river. This crazy tree that's a walking tree and it moves every so many years. It grows its roots down and then it pops back up like a few feet ahead. So it like walks over the years and they call it the walking tree. And obviously like all kinds of monkeys, iguanas, really cool animals. Um, really beautiful to see. But I was obviously struggling with the hike. There was, it was very hard on the feet in the back and I was carrying a big backpack full of stuff. But so many people who I had just met like a couple days ago, right, constantly asked me, Em, can I carry your backpack? Em, can I carry your hat? Em, are you okay? Do you need my hand? Do you need my arm? Take my arm, take my hand. What else do you need? Are you okay? Will you tell us if you need help? And the old me would have been pissed off, to be honest. The old me would have been offended that so many people were assuming that I need help or like embarrassed, right? The old me hated being pitied. Because I grew up with people, like I grew up, many times I was in a wheelchair or many times I was with casts on my feet and braces and I grew up with people like looking at me and being like, oh, you poor thing. And I hated that. So I had this like trauma around being pitied. And so the old me would have had too much pride and would have been like, yes, I'm fine. And would have been kind of like angry that so many people were looking at me and I would have been like, what, am I like limping or something? Like, this is so embarrassing. Ugh. But instead, I just felt so loved and so thankful and so supported. And at first I was like, yep, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay. And I like carried my own backpack and stuff. And then one of the girls was like, Em, you will tell us though if you need help, right? Can we trust you that you'll ask for what you need? And I was like, yes. <laughs> but I didn't really believe it and she didn't really believe it. And so... Anyway, one of them just ended up insisting and taking my bag and she was so sweet and someone was always holding my arm and helping me over the rocks and and just really making sure to stay back with me and uh, support me and we were holding each other up and I was proud of myself for allowing myself to receive that help and dropping the pride and knowing that it's okay to receive support and to be seen, you know, not as weak, but just to allow yourself to receive support. It's such a feminine energy. And I feel like Colombia and this Santa Marta area where we were, uh, it was such the portal for feminine energy. And so I'm getting like tears in my eyes as I share this because what a beautiful gift. And, and I'm so grateful for how sweet these women were. And especially like just after meeting me and just hearing a quick snippet of my story um, at the first bonfire. And then they knew, they knew to help me like, ugh. I'm just so touched and moved by the people that they are and and how I've opened up to receive. So that was another big lesson as well and in dropping your pride and receiving help. And we did it. We got through it. I'm so proud that I went. I'm so happy I went because the river tubing was freaking out of this world. Like we were literally floating down this river for over an hour Um and then these guides were pulling a boat behind us. I felt so bad for them. But they were like, no, we love it. We're happy to do this. Pulling a boat behind us with our stuff in it. Because the water was only like six feet deep at the, de at the deepest. Like maybe five, 
actually maybe five feet because they could stand up. You could totally stand up the whole time if you wanted to. It'd be a very long walk through the water. But we just sat in our tubes and we all held hands or we, you know, connected with our feet on each other's tubes so we would stay together. But it wasn't rapid water at all. It was very gentle water. They had to push our tubes to get us, you know, going and to keep us going. And the views were insane. There was mountains, trees, monkeys, like all kinds of birds. Just the most surreal out of this world experience. And I was like, yeah, this is the portal. This is like, I'm totally entering another level of the human experience. This is incredible. And I've seen some incredible things. I've done a lot of travel, but that moment was so special and we all felt it and um yeah so then we river tube down to where the river meets the sea yeah the caribbean sea and then we had a chance to swim in the caribbean sea which was way rougher way deeper water than the lazy river we were in and i can't swim um so i was very scared to go in but one of the local indigenous guides that was with us like took my hand and was like come come I'll show you it's it's fine you just have to jump over the waves when they come and but as soon as you step in you start like sinking because the sand is so wet and sinking it's like sinking sand so that's kind of scary and then the waves that come at you are massive and if you don't jump on time or if you don't jump high enough they will swamp you like they will for sure go way over your head so he taught me he's like one two three jump and we jump with the wave and the water kind of lifts you and it's really cool Um, And then my friend went out deeper and she's like, come out here, Em, it's easier out here. It's not as bad. And I saw this like huge wave coming behind her (laughs) and she jumped over it, but she's really tall and she's a good swimmer. And I was like, no, 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 no. I want to go back. I want to go back because it was very scary. But everyone was like, wow, you're brave, Em. Good for you going in. Like a lot of people who can swim didn't even go in because it was really, really rough water. Uh, but the beach was really cool. They had a little bar there. We got some chips and snacks and stuff, which were much needed after many hours <laughs> tubing down, several hours tubing down there. And then we didn't have to hike back, thank goodness. We got, we took a boat back to our car, and then we got driven back to the resort, and we were so tired after that and really sunburnt. That's the day that I got really sunburnt, but so worth it <laughs> and so, so incredible and beautiful experience. What else? Oh, this whole retreat also, the good thing about being in sisterhood, whether it's virtual or in person, but especially more, I feel like it's more amplified in person, especially when you're in an intensive situation like this and you're you're doing coaching together every day and you're talking every day about what you do. You're with like, you know, I was with other business people, other like-minded people. So we're obviously gonna talk about our businesses. And there was a branding coach there, right? And there was a photographer there. Not for us, like, but like what the photographer was. But the branding coach was just one of the people on the retreat. And there's social media strategists and like everyone, all kinds of different coaches. So we're naturally going to talk about our work. And a few people are like sex coaches, feminine energy coaches. That was beautiful to talk to them as well about their work. And just being around other people and sharing like my passions and what I'm working on and where my business is is growing and extending into, um, it just kind of reaffirmed this, this lens that I'm now taking this medicine wheel approach to seeing people spirit first and then mind, body, and emotions. So the medicine wheel is in many indigenous cultures. It's actually not from Mohawk culture, but, um, I like to borrow it. It's, uh, I think it's Anishinaabek 
um, the medicine wheel in origin, but the medicine wheel teaches it's the it's the wheel that has the red yellow black and white quadrants on it and it represents many things like the cycle of life how everything's a circle it represents the four directions you know northeast southwest um, the four winds different sacred medicines that we use and also it represents my mind body spirit and emotion and how we want to have all four of these taken care of in order to live like a healthy, balanced, harmonious life. And that is really so true. Um, and this lens is so fitting with my work because I've been saying, you know, it's not just mindset. That's how I started in this industry. And that's how a lot of people are still like, oh, why aren't you just teaching mindset? Why don't you go back to just mindset? And I finally found the words that better describe you know what I've been trying to convey which is that no we have to go to the spirit level as well and then it can trickle down obviously you're going to think better thoughts when you're more in tune with who you are as a spirit when you heal your spirit because we have wounds on our soul we have deeper soul things that you know ancestral trauma trauma from our lifetime things we have been through that don't allow us to just like slap a positive mindset on top of everything, right? You have to you have to heal at the deeper spiritual level too. And then also, yes, that can trickle into your mindset. You're going to automatically start thinking more positive thoughts when you come back to your soul identity and you heal who you are as a soul. That's why all my work is like the soul's way, you know, this unbound soul program. Um, everything I do is very soul first and then mind and body and emotion embodiment is so important 3d action is so important taking care of yourself physically is so important moving your body is so important being who you say you are you know like those actions that's the body part of it and then emotion we can't ignore our emotions they're here to be our guides and they're here to be alchemized and we need to release the negative ones from our energy field but not by just bypassing them with this positive you know, sunshine and rainbows. I'm just going to affirm positive things all day and forget these negative emotions that I don't want to look at. That's not the way. So I really look at people on all four levels, spirit, mind, body, and emotion. And that's the lens that all of my programs have taken on now. And it was really cool explaining that to the women and also talking about my passion for decolonizing wealth and success and like normalizing it for indigenous people and people of color like making it normal so we don't have to need more examples of people who look like us or come from a similar background as us thriving and doing well because of oppression because of racial trauma so many people have a lesser sense of self-worth and self-worth is the key to receiving wealth it's the key to being successful or what you consider successful which is totally up to you so reclaiming that, redefining that, but taking your worth back, that's something I'm really passionate about as well. And it's becoming this bigger branch of what I do. And it's not a pivot, it's an extension because your business gets to be an extension of who you are and it should be expanding and growing as you expand and grow. But I was very passionately talking about all of this all week and it's very clear to me that it just kind of reaffirmed like, yes, I'm on the right path. Yes, I'm need to get this masterclass out there. So 
I'm very excited. This has been in, in my head and my heart for like months and it just keeps coming up and up and up, which is how I know it's from my higher self when something just keeps coming back around and you get sign after sign after sign. So I'm finally putting it out there in the world. I am doing a masterclass called Reclamation. Decolonize success and reclaim your right to thrive. You know, reclaim your right to a rich life. And we're going to talk about in this masterclass, like what does it mean to live a rich life and how can we redefine wealth and success and what it means to us. And we're going to talk about the ways that colonization has impacted self-worth for any of you who are indigenous, black, Asian, Indian, Latinx. Like I want you to be so seen, so heard, so understood, which is going to happen just by us being in the room together. Um, So I'm very excited. And then I'm going to go over the four steps to reclaiming reclaiming that right you know to thrive and how we can do that so this is going to be epic this master class is going to be 44 dollars us it's a paid master class and it's going to be on may 4th but right now just for fun um it's on sale for 22 dollars us so that is happening until april 27th that sale for 22 to get your ticket so get your ticket you're not going to want to miss it it's live on zoom with me Um, and there's going to be a replay included with lifetime access as well. So I'll put the link for that in the, in the show notes. Another exciting thing I decided to do was put my program safe to shine, which we just ran last month to put the self-paced version of that, because now it's all recorded. It's all up in the, in the portal. You can go through it at your own pace. I put that on sale for just 333 for the self-paced version. And if you grab that now, that will also include access to the next live round that I do, which is not going to be 333. It's going to be much higher. So take advantage if you really wanted to join the last round. It's a four-week empowerment incubator to get you the courage, confidence, and clarity you need to shine and let yourself be seen. Let yourself be visible. Stop playing small. It's so good. It's so empowering um, and so game-changing. So I'd love for you to grab that. I'll put that in the show notes as well. If you have any questions at all about anything, you can always DM me. And if you loved hearing about my trip and my takeaways or anything resonated or landed, please tag me on Instagram. Um, Take a screenshot of this. Tag me on Instagram so I can reshare, give you a shout out, and personally thank you for listening. That's it for now. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks again so much for listening. The best way you can thank a podcaster, if you got any value from this episode at all, or it helped you in any way, the best way to thank a podcaster is to share, take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram at Emily Ann Brandt, send it to a friend and let me know your thoughts. I cannot wait to connect with you. Come hang out with me on Instagram at Emily Ann Brandt or join the Facebook group, The Soul's Way. Thanks again for being here. Cheers to your magic.